You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Game Scoop, and Ryan McCaffrey. Killing at ya. And we've got a great show for you this week. It's GDC week here in San Francisco. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of uh, cool games are being revealed. We're going to talk about uh, some new Nintendo announcements that we heard from this morning. We're going to talk about the games we would use to explain to an alien what video games are. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. But Miss Pac-Man. We don't have to talk about that. But first, the Atari VCS was released in 1977 mm-hmm. and was later to be renamed the Atari 2600. And it is back, baby. 41 years later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've known Atari had a new console uh, nicknamed the Atari Box for a while. And uh, yesterday they revealed its official name is the Atari VCS and has a very cool retro logo. Mm-hmm. Not only a retro logo, but the look of it looks like one issue of the Atari with these like weird ridges. Yep. And it looks like yeah. it would belong in Blade Runner, which is good because the Atari logo is in Blade Runner and the new Blade Both Runner. Blade Runners. Yep. And uh, and then it has a, a joystick, like an Atari joystick. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know what's going on with the system, but it also has a controller controller, like that looks like a an Xbox, Xbox controller. Controller, basically. But the analog stick is red, and Ooh. so if you look at it, it looks just like that red button in the same yeah. placement of the original Atari controller. Yeah, I hope this doesn't School end up being branding. The, the Dumb and Dumber 2 of video game consoles where it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the sequel I wanted, but like 20 years too late. Yeah. It's a new yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's what, prepackaged or preloaded games? Well, so we don't know yet. Mm. All they just... no, no, it's not, it has nothing to do with Atari games, though. They wanted to make it like a play, playing PC games type thing. It sounds like kind of like a well. It's not like it a sounds flashback, like, for instance. It like sounds like, like you mentioned. It sounds like an Ouya. It's an, yeah. like an, a digital only console with like a storefront that you'll download mm. games to, and it's got this retro style <laughs> controller. Oh. I mean, I don't know. So it's like all that stuff that you didn't want, yeah. but it looks really nice. It does look nice. It's very. It's like it's very thin. Uh, so you know they ha- they haven't confirmed that it's digital well, only. We'll but see. I'm assuming we'll see what the games. Are. The, the the business reality though is it can't possibly be. As as big as what some people want it or imagine it to be, because it costs billions of dollars to launch like a yeah. r- real console. <laughs> yeah. So it probably is an Ouya level type, which isn't. It's not to write it off, mm-hmm. but just set yeah. the expectations. Who yeah. is it for? That's a good question. For Sam yeah, it's yeah, for I Sam. Don't want it. You don't want it. I don't need to stream games. I have a Switch. Even though you think it looks nice, it looks so nice. 
it's it does a new, look really nice. It's a new Atari. But all my games, or all my game systems, even old ones that look nice, are in a cabinet, so it doesn't even matter. And so, which we've talked on Scoop before that the Atari name, you know, when that company got bought and sold and bought and sold, has been split up, and one company owned the actual name Atari, but then a different company owned the rights to most of the old Atari games. Yeah. And like, do we know, like, who, do we know actually who is? Making this thing, like, where does it come from? Well, it's it's the Atari company today. Whatever, mm. you know, it's still Infograms. That's not I'm, Infograms that's, anymore. I don't think. I don't know. I think it might be. There's no I, way to know. I don't think there's still no. Way. How how could anyone know? I don't think Infograms is still around. But they changed their name to Atari. <sighs> Former Alone in the Dark was like their last big hurrah on the. That was an Atari game. Uh, Infograms. Oh, Infograms. Infograms. Wow, that was yeah. in. wow. They launched that game twice, didn't they? Uh, they sort of like they launched it. It was yeah. It, was a, it didn't. Go well. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, anyway, I, um, I think Atari published like <clears throat> in two thousands. They did like Rush the Rock, San Francisco, SF Rush, which we have a cabinet for here, and they did uh, some Gauntlet Legends games, and yeah, then they just Atari. evaporated. I see. That's what like this is what I'm getting at. I wish I knew more of the details, but Atari Games was separate from like they were doing different stuff in arcades yeah. from the company that owned the rights to the twenty six hundred and totally. the actual box. And so I'm not sure where. I'll need to do a little digging. Do you guys knew, know who the first right. company to buy Atari was? Oh, For uh, a lot of money. What, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. Isn't that crazy yep. that a giant TV, uh, movie studio was well, like, we need to get in the game business. What are we going to do? And then they just buy Atari for tens of millions <laughs> well, of dollars. Well, think about how big you know, uh, Pong and, and Space Invaders and yeah. Pac-Man were at the time. They, yep. they also later bought AOL. Same company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, their mentality is, yeah, let's not, not grow anything good. organically. Let's just... Let's just buy our way out of our. I wonder if Atari desires. paid for itself in those two scant years before the video game <laughs> crisis. Good question. Probably. 1983. So this is an official <laughs> line from from Atari in the press release. It says the Atari VCS will, of course, serve up lots of classic content, but it is so much more than a retro box. It is a completely new Atari connected device designed for today's living room. Mm. So can I watch Netflix on it? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It you can you can watch Netflix on it and watch Netflix with a joystick. <laughs> yeah. Can you watch GameScoop on it? <laughs> I don't know. Here's how they can win. They put Netflix on it, but every time you see a little preview of a show, it's not freaking audio. It doesn't autoplay the it trailers. Play the we trailers. have Netflix, yeah. but it won't play trailers. Everybody will buy one. <laughs> you know you can't turn that feature off? Yes, yes. I know. It's crazy. No one likes it. No one wants that feature, and you can't turn it off. Oh, my gosh. After you watch like a heavy episode of something, and then it's like, Ricky Gervais comes on shouting. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> Are they doing it to inflate their views? I don't know what they're doing. There must be some reason. I think they're doing it because even though people complain, like it's working. Like of they're course. probably, it's the yeah. same. It's like, okay, look, everyone's howling on Twitter, but yeah. viewership's up 12% or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Further uh, reading from Atari says, Atari intends its new video computer system to change the way you interact with your TV. It's <laughs> goths. Are you going <laughs> to put up there. pictures yeah. of the Atari yeah. for yeah. this episode? All right. Yeah, I will. It does. The console looks very cool, but I, as you can tell by our voice, we're a little skeptical here. Maybe the whole thing's a motion controller. I just like... I know what, what, what you you got to really bring something new to the table if you're going to release uh, a fourth home console availability. And do we know when? Do you know like price and release date and that mm-hmm. stuff? Yet? Mm-hmm. So I think it's being crowdfunded. That's what I was going to say. If they kickstart it, then they'll. I think be it's able already. To, I think that's already happening. If I'm not mistaken, but nobody knows. Yeah, it'll be a GDC though, and we'll have more news on this as the week goes by. Yeah, they are calling this a, the. They have what they are calling a prototype. Wait, is it available for pre-order? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, it's not available for pre-order. I don't know, man. It's uh, We're getting a new Atari console. There's a really cool logo. I like the logo. I think the console looks cool, but I don't know. So you'll buy a T-shirt with the logo on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I would buy this T-shirt. It's the most cyberpunk-looking console we've ever got. You know what they should do if they're not is they should have, like, uh, you know, rent some studio space and make some retro shows, make, like, documentaries about retro games, and you can buy retro games. Just make it a retro box for more than just <laughs> games. But, like, but, Justin, it is so much more than a retro box. Okay, okay, fair enough. But, I mean, like... Change the way you sit on a couch. <laughs> I just think, like, if it was a whole portal where it's like, you know, now I'm going to watch an old episode of you, whatever, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's Nintendo. Justin, you take my point. People will walk into your living room and just be confused and frightened when they see this. That's your living room. So it has <laughs> it has Netflix, but it only airs yeah. shows from the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go all in. TV was, like, <laughs> terrible. That's what like I'm saying. Chips and the Chips, Brady Bunch. Yeah. Uh, Love Boat, was that in the 70s? Yeah. yeah. Fantasy so. Island? Banana Splits. Ooh. <laughs> Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Atari, we got an interesting email this week from a video game world champion. Oh, boy. Listen to this. This is you, from... A uh, world champion contacted you? Yeah. 
directly? Yes. <laughs> Not through his people? No. Okay. Uh, this is from Paul Zimmerman, and he says, Greetings, Emag Pooks. This is the video game world champion, Paul Zimmerman. Been an IGN fan for a long time, but I only recently found out about your YouTube shows, GameScoop and Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm not on social media. I don't even have a cell phone. I just do email and watch YouTube. So I very much look forward to Fridays after 5 p.m. to watch both shows every week. Aw, nice. So, talking about the new Genesis collection, which we talked about last week, I am surprised you didn't also talk about the Atari Flashback Classics coming to Switch this December. There will be that. There will be two volumes, each with 50 games. With a he got there like five minutes too late. With a possible third volume in the future. So make sure you announce now during this week's show. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Atari 2600 and Nintendo fan, so for me this is a perfect match. I also have many world records for Atari 2600 games, and so I'm very excited for this collection. Anyone else excited for this? And so he included, um, uh, he's, he has his own video game trading card. You know uh, the Walter oh. Day, well, Walter Day from uh, yeah, Twin from Galaxies? Galaxies? Yeah. He put out a series of trading cards honoring, uh, let's see, has this, how does he put that? Honoring the history of the global video game and pinball culture, honoring the people, the games, the technology, historic milestones. Paul Zimmerman has his own card. Whoa, I don't have my own card. Yeah, and this is the back of it. And the back of it reads, so he's the world record holder on Berserk for the Atari 2600 console. Intruder. It says, on March 27th, 2010, Paul Zimmerman of Deerfield, Illinois, achieved a world record of 1,950 points on Berserk for the Atari 2600 gaming console while playing nonstop in front of a live audience for over 10 hours. My scores are usually like 300. Yeah. Like, that's how low scoring that game is. Until then, no one thought a million-point score on Berserk was possible, Mm -hmm. Paul says. Many thought it was impossible to roll over the score at a million points because a bug in the game commonly crashes the gameplay at an unknown point. But with the help of John Eden in Australia, I was the first in the world to figure out how to avoid the game-crashing bug. This is Paul Zimmerman. That we're Nicely from done. Right now. I'm always fascinated by games uh, that are played at a very, very high level where like the game changes. Like maybe the most obvious example is like snaking in Mario Kart. Like mm. it's a different game when you're playing for like world record than you are than you're just like playing for fun. Or like Halo is that way too. Like the weird stuff you can do by you know rapidly switching guns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that the world record is just dodging. <laughs> A game crashing <laughs> bug is like fascinating to me. Like it just requires this specialized knowledge. Well, I love it. You know, if that record was set in 2010, that game was yeah, 1980. Yeah, probably right on the cusp of the of 1980. So yeah, that's a really old game. I love I love it when people are still setting records. And he really avoided the games. kill screen. Yeah, we got a kill screen coming up, everyone. Uh, anyway, are you uh, Sammy excited for this? Uh, well, what games are in it? I haven't. Well, we don't know. There's over 50 games in each. Yeah, it's volume, Atari games, so but we don't know. You know. So it's going to be Cannonball. Uh, it's going to be Barnyard. Yeah, exactly. Barnyard Antics. What's that Pitfall. game? Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall. If it even has Activision games in it. Probably Pitfall not. Pitfall 1 and 2. Clash of Demon. No, what's that game called? There's not, a boat. Oh, uh, River Raid. That, the River Raid's like the only Atari game I'm familiar with. Yeah. It's also Activision. Designed by Carol it? Shaw. Is it? Big Activision? Fan. I think so. Yeah, I think you might be right. Activision's um, not giving up anything for free. No, well, but those are. I think those games are in there. Anyway, um, me, like, I respect them, but I don't find I don't them fun them. in a modern context. Like any NES is my limit for. I can go back to Epic Games, and you know Mario obviously is still immensely playable and fun. And you can give Mario to a youngster today, and they'll enjoy themselves. But Atari is a little. It's a bridge too far. It's educational. Like adventure is interesting for all the firsts in it. Yeah, yeah. and there First are games that are like, wow, I can't believe. Usually with Atari, and I have a bunch of Atari games. I buy them because they're licensed and they're really fun. Like the Porky's game, or like there's a King Kong game that's rare, and like there's like a bunch of like fun licensed games that just, they look really bad, and they have a really funny theme, and like that's why I like Atari games. So these collections, I didn't have an, you know, I went to big kids' houses and they had an Atari, but I never had one. And I mm. played it. Yeah, I, the level of abstraction is just like too high. Like it's just, just a block, a block. <laughs> and then I just I don't know, it's too much for me. Like, uh, yeah, once you can see that a person is a person, most yeah, most Atari games don't even have music because uh, I yep. think the sound chip is monophonic. You can only play make one you know it's note. Basically, at a time. everything on that system has to be designed to work on Pong hardware. Yeah, and like that's why you see all these tricks being made where they're basically morphing a Pong game into other things like two tanks. Yep. Um. So. I will take issue with like the simplicity because I know we all like arcade games from that era, and, and the, but sure. those are much more complicated and interesting. Mm. But like Miss Pac Man, you know, on Atari it's it's bad. It's better than Pac Man. <laughs> better than Pac Man. But uh, I don't want to play it on Atari ever again. And I still love playing Miss Pac Man in the arcade game. You know? Pong is fun. Pong is super yeah. fun. 
Pong is definitely fun. Pong's like immensely so playable. Is, uh, like, so is Breakout. Breakout yeah. is legitimately... I love Breakout. Legitimately and there's such great versions of that, like Arkanoid and yeah. on forward of that. But Pong, I don't think, has improved every in, in any other instances. There's a bunch of cool Pong clones where it's like basketball or like you know hockey and stuff like yeah. that. And some of them are neat cabinets, but it's all just like... Yeah. It was my favorite, like the uh, we had in my house, uh, you know, some pong, like, one of the other things that came yeah. out later that it was like 35 pong games in one. And yeah, it would be like hockey, but it's the exact same yeah. game, <laughs> but with smaller, like a smaller goal. Yeah. Or sometimes you're moving like six paddles on either side. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was the whole idea of the Atari 2600. Like built into the console was uh, a switch to switch game modes. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea is that every game was going to have whatever, 30 to 50 different modes you could switch in there. Yeah, four games in one. It's uh, 2,600 variants of Pong. That's what it stands for. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And since we're talking about retro games, uh, we have an email here from Austin, right here in San Francisco. Uh, Sam can help him out. He says, I heard you talking about the Analog NT, and I was wondering how it compares to the Retron 5 and the original SNES. I think he means the Super NT. If he does, we can talk about both, but... He says, it looks really interesting, but I wanted to see if it's worth the price tag for a retro gamer that already has a Retron 5. Hmm. Yeah, the Retron 5, uh, first of all, my Retron 5 broke, oh. and it doesn't play Super Nintendo games, so I definitely wanted <laughs> to get the Super NT, and, mm. and they're a little bit buggy. And, um, the Retron, sorry. Yeah, the Retron is. And it comes with its own controller that you have to use for certain things, but that which is sucks. really bad. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's like a plug-and-play HDMI game system for so many things, like Game Boy. It, it, this is all in one. It's like you plug in a Game Boy cart, a Famicom yes. cart, a, a NES, Super NES, and Genesis, like that's pretty amazing. At right? once, yeah, you can. Well, put, does, you can't turn them into slots for each one. Does it turn them into one game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool. However, it's using emulation, so that means it's introducing delay and it's introducing some other things, and it's not just as as quick and speedy as an original console. Now, again, though, HDMI from these systems looking clean, like that's a big accomplishment. It's really worth it, right? Um, so that's really cool. Uh, you also can't play any new homebrew games on the Retron 5 because, as I said, it's emulation. And and it may be confusing to think, like, why is that emulation? It, when you put in a cartridge, it actually dumps the ROM from the cartridge. Mm-hmm. So it, ha- it has to know what is on that cartridge. So there's like a preset library. It does specific it things for put each in. game because there's a finite number of SNES games. So it can't just read a random yeah. homebrew SNES game. It's exactly. like, oh, this is ActRaiser. Mm-hmm. I'm going to load this garbage. And somehow it grabs the ROM right there in real time and it and it does this, all this stuff. Now it also provides save states, mm. which you know the analog NT doesn't. So really the choice you have to make is do I want to play a bunch of... Uh, SNES cartridges, like the best they can ever look, and I don't have a Retron 5 already. If you have a Retron 5, I think you're probably going to be pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so the it's the super, the analog NT was the uh, the NES console yeah. that the company analog made. Now, there's only a, like a $500 or $400 model of that available. Okay. And okay. that's because it has uh, uh, this like really fancy uh, RGB out. Okay. And then the Super NT is the SNES version of that that mm-hmm. was just recently released. No RGB, but but HDMI standard. And also, the Super NT is like the gold standard for like if you want to play uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbor's Cart today, like that's the way you want to do it, right? For sure. Yeah, and also there is good homebrew stuff, and there's more and more stuff coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if you are interested in that, you know, or gamery issues probably won't be exactly the same, so your your Retron won't recognize that. Yeah. What about that new uh, Street Fighter Two? I didn't test that in the Retron. I should, though. But as I said, my Retron broke. (laughs) So it's only the the Super Nintendo ports in the side that don't work on mine. I don't know why. So I could see if it's running. All right. This morning, uh, we had a little presentation from Nintendo uh, updating us on some indie games coming to Switch. And there are, you know, as usual, there's just a whole like avalanche of new content coming to the Switch. Some highlights that stood out to me. Number one, of course, and I know this is uh, near and dear to Ryan's heart as well. Um, Mark of the Ninja remastered. So good. We've been wa- I've been waiting six <laughs> years for this uh, game to be. I never expected to see this game again in any way. Like it's still there, obviously, yeah. but I did not think. Because uh, the lead designer Nels Anderson has doesn't work at Clay anymore. I thought, okay, well, there's, so the sequel's not happening. They got that, as Justin was pointing out when we were talking in the office this morning. They got that "Don't Starve" cash now. Yep. To, yeah. <laughs> that's there. So I thought, you know, Mark the Ninja was just a, a one and done. That was it. So uh, it's nice to see this come back. It's uh, apparently not backwards compatible on 
on uh, Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah. So this may be the reason for that, and yeah. I wonder if we'll get this remaster oh, ported over to other platforms. I'm not a big fan of monetized backwards compatibility, but uh, the focus here is obviously Switch, and boy, I 100% want to own this game for the Switch. Yeah. So it's a 2D stealth game, is that what it is? Yeah. I, I missed it's, it, but oh, it yeah. looked really yeah. good. I just can't remember all yeah. the details. I think it was that's both Ryan was. and I's favorite game of 2012. Yeah, well, that's wow. right there. It's, um, that's crazy. Well, I voted for Walking Dead for Game of the Year that year, yeah. but Mark of the Ninja, I, th I think I voted for, for Xbox Game of the Year. But that's anyway, really cool. uh, mm -hmm. it's it's arguably, I know like Metal Gear fans are going to get all over me right now, but <clears> it's arguably the best pure stealth game since Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Hmm. Like, because there just aren't that many pure stealth games anymore. Uh, and this was this was very much that. The art style's amazing. Yeah, so what's cool is that it's a ninja game that is a stealth game, because Ninja Gaiden, obviously, yeah. is not a stealth game <laughs> yeah. at all. So, like, that intent you, it's kind of like, that's all there is for, like, true ninja stealth game. Yeah. Uh, like you say, it's got that really cool clay art style. Uh, the same artist that worked on Shank. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you remember that one. Yeah, so that's just really cool. And then I don't think it ever came to PS4 or PS3. I think it was an X, only on Xbox. Xbox and it was Steam. like the last Summer of Arcade. Or no, actually, sorry, it wasn't Summer of Arcade. It was later, but yeah, it was it was Arcade Yeah, so towards it, the end of it. This announcement this morning was just for the Switch version, but I, yeah, like Ryan was saying, I would anticipate it coming to at least Xbox One. Hopefully, yeah, They were doing it. a weird thing. <laughs> Nintendo had their version. They were calling things system exclusives. Yeah. Uh, which as opposed to at their event today, which was and Microsoft was calling them. Uh, well, I now I'm blanking out, but basically, is there a way of saying it's a console? Like it's still on PC. Yeah, but I, I my point is I don't know. I don't remember what they how they addressed Mark of the Ninja if they called it a system mm. exclusive or. Okay. Or what? But they, I got to go back and look at the tape. They definitely were using Nintendo was using that word for games that are also on PC. PC and Switch is a system exclusive on the Switch, according As if to Nintendo. PC's not a system. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know how that works. Uh, but also part of Nintendo's presentation was Luminous. Luminous. Oh yes, remastered. Is this the original Luminous yeah. that they're bringing back? Dude, that's really cool. Luminous is so good. That yeah. was like the reason right. to own a PSP. I was going to say, it's my it's literally my fondest memory of that platform. Yeah. I Remember how that and Meteos were out at the same time, and there was kind of like, which one's better? Yeah, but there wasn't really, like, only amongst people that weren't paying attention, I don't think, because, man. <laughs> or people that only had a DS. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Luminous, I think, is probably uh, my favorite puzzle game of all time. And by puzzle game, wow. I guess I mean, like, block, like, block matching puzzle yeah. games mm -hmm. like in the Tetris style like I like the witness. Do you like it more than Peggle? Well, we were talking about this on Scoop last week. It's funny to have you bring it up again. Does Peggle even count as a puzzle game? I don't know what it is. Totally. Oh, it's totally mm -hmm. totally it's a puzzle game. It's kind of its sure. own thing. Or isn't it an arcade game? Yeah, I don't know that I would call it mm. puzzle. Anyway, in that it, <laughs> I don't want to drag the show down. <laughs> that's no, it's really, it's interesting. <laughs> like out of all the bejeweleds and Tetrises and all those in the world, I think Luminous is the best and my favorite one. Like it, its ability to like sort of put players in like, you know, a perfect flow state and you just feel like you're inside the game and like your fingers are doing things without you thinking about it. It's like that and like Geometry Wars, man. Like Yeah. Whew. And that one we know for sure is also coming to PS4. And, and, I, and once again, very perfect for the Switch. Yeah. Oh, very gosh. happy. It, yeah, handheld game. Is Absolutely. it controller-based or touch-based? Controller-based. Cool. Yeah. It, came out on, it came out on mobile, so maybe they'll do also do touch controls. But, I mean, everyone played it on the PSP with yeah, controllers. Absolutely pick up Luminous for Switch. There's yeah. just no doubt about that. A few other highlights that stood out to me. The Messenger is one of them. Funny, we were just talking about Ninja Gaiden. This oh, is a, they talked about that in that direct. It was in there. Uh, That's really cool. It's coming to Switch, yeah. yeah. So this is, at first glance, it's a Ninja Gaiden-like, an 8-bit side-scrolling uh, ninja platformer. But there's a lot more to it uh, as it rolls out. Uh, some of this I, I, I can't share yet. Uh, some of it's under embargo, but... You went and saw it, though. They brought it here, yeah, yeah. To, to the office. And very cool. Uh, lots of tricks up its sleeve. Uh, definitely uh, lots of surprising things you wouldn't expect happen in this game. Well, I'm kind of inferring what we can't talk about, but I will say the graphics are really, really cool. Yeah, that part they have announced. It does start an eight, as an 8-bit game and then g becomes a 16-bit game at, at some point. That's what they showed in their trailer today. Yeah, so it's like, it's got a time travel mechanic in the game, and as you're traveling through time, the graphics of the game Oh my god, I'm change. so on board with yeah. that. And then they use and then that the music puzzle. Changes. Yeah, and the music changes. So basically, the whole game is rendered in both 8 and 16-bit. Uh, every every screen yeah. can flip back and forth. It's as jarring as uh, the Halo One reissue. Where you can <laughs> oh, you can just forth. press the button, yeah, yeah. And go back and forth. It's so cool like that to see how far 
yeah, there is a difference between even 16 and 8-bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, big difference. And there's even more surprising stuff that the game does that I'll be able to share with you in the next coming days. Uh, Garage is a Switch exclusive. At least they're calling it exclusive. Maybe this is their... Yeah, they're weird wording. <laughs> uh, Garage is a bloody top-down shooter inspired by VHS-era B-movies. And it kind of gave me a, a, like a Hotline Miami vibe. Yeah. It's a top-down... Smash TV style. Yeah. Anyway, that seemed kind of cool. Did you see Bomb Chicken? No. Yeah. Bomb Chicken is a... It looks really cool. ...pixelated, side-scrolling platformer. You're a, a, a chicken, and you lay bombs, and you use them sure. to like for your, like puzzle solving and traversing the environment. But, mm. So it's like, you can, like, if you, a platform's too high, you can lay four bombs to get you high enough, but you can't spend too much time or else the bombs will blow up. So there's another chicken-based arcade game back in the day called Chicken Shift. Yeah. <laughs> and a chicken lays an egg and it rolls down these little like kind of like, I don't know, like puzzle platforms and you have to like kind of get the egg there safely. Yeah. But the great thing about it is that on Chicken Shift on the marquee, you could just cover up the F with two fingers and take pictures, and it looks really great. It's hilarious. Did you ever uh, did you ever play Takitori or Takitori 2? Oh, yeah. That's another chicken-based platformer. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so the yeah. first one, you know, cute puzzle game. But the second one, I sw- and it's come to Switch, which is why mm. it, it wasn't in the presentation today, but it jogged my memory. It's like, you know, one of these indie games getting a second life on Switch. Um, one of the most underrated puzzle games ever made because uh, it's open world. Like they made an open world Metroidvania puzzle game, but the only thing stopping you from going there is that you don't know the puzzle mechanics. Like you go through the game in a certain order and you learn like, oh, like if I do this, that'll make grass grow, that'll make that happen. And you could have done that from the game's very first screen, but you just, you know, until like the, the it's a little bit like The Witness in that way, actually, in that um, you're blocked off by your lack of knowledge of the game mechanics. Very ambitious, very clever, coming to Switch. Any other chicken games? Billy Hatcher? That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> what else is there? Is Billy Hatcher for GameCube? Yes. Yeah. I, never, I, never, I never played that one. It's great. It's great? Really? <laughs> great and shrug. I shrugged. <laughs> Pretty clucking good. Yeah. yeah. I played it. You know, I, I got through some of it. Uh, then did you see Bad North? The Vi- Bad North is the one that jumped out at me. Is Viking themed uh, RTS or tower defense? Maybe. Oh yeah, okay. That one looks kind of yeah. Cool. Defense game with uh, I think it's got some like roguelike elements in it, where like you know you're eventually gonna die, but then you unlock things. I don't even know if it's accurate to call it roguelike anymore, but that sort of system of uh, you know making a little bit more progress each time you play, sort of like a Into the Breach or whatever. Vikings, you say? Yeah. Cool. But it's got kind of an abstract art style. It's not a, like realistic. Very like Banner Saga. Well, not less, even more abstract than Banner Saga. But speaking of, Banner Saga 3 is all, was also announced. And 1 and 2, the whole trilogy. Oh, the whole trilogy. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool game. That is a good Switch match. The yep. S- the story's kind of a bummer, I think. It's, like, really dark. It, I liked Bleak. that game a lot, but it was too much for me. Like, you have to make these choices about, like, which child lives. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. Yeah. So. Sophie the, uh, d- that game uh, whose name escapes me with the where you're it's like you're, it's the messed up game of billiards you're like a cue ball oh the pool one yeah, yeah. that looked really good yeah there's a, a, a like a comical arcadey pool game mm. coming switch with like a cartoon art style space pool yeah so think it'll be as good as lunar pool lunar pool so dumb <laughs> <laughs> how would you like to play pool in zero g <laughs> I, I really liked uh, arcade pool games when I was a kid. There's definitely an really? opportunity, yeah. like Nintendo popularized, Side you know, pocket. like Mario Golf and Hot Shots Golf. There's like arcade yeah. golf, but there's not really like arcade silly pool. Not anymore. But it feels like there could be or should be. Like Mario Golf? What was you're saying? Yeah. Like, with like pool. But, but for pool. What was the golf game, Ryan? Uh, like Disaster Golf or Dangerous oh. Golf? Was dangerous it, Golf. Is that what it's called? The oh, well, dan- yeah, Dangerous Golf was the one from the ex burnout people. Yeah. That was just like last year or two years ago now. And then I, I thought you were going to, there's 100 foot tall robot golf for PSVR, which, VR which I yeah. didn't like. Yeah. But uh, well, I don't think you liked dangerous golf much either, did you? <laughs> no, it was super shallow. Yeah. It's um, fine. It's not great. It's, yeah. Yes. It's not I like, new um, it's kind of like pool, but more like mini golf, but Kirby's Dream Course, which yep. is in the SNES yeah. Classic Collection. Yeah. It's about putting Kirby in a bunch of holes. <laughs> Ribbit <laughs> King. Ribbit King. What's that? Uh, it's an arcadey, silly pool slash golf game on the PS2. All right. Anyway, that's enough uh, <laughs> pool scoop over here. Pool scoop. All right, Ryan, we're gonna excuse you. Let you. You're running to a, a, me- a meeting to see a bunch of Xbox indie games. Yeah, all right? the ID at Xbox showcase. So look for some coverage of that coming up on IGN. Uh, word is that Below is there. Whoa, Whoa Below is back. Still coming. R- announced at E3 2013. 13, that's right. Before the system uh, came out. Yeah, five long years ago. That's really funny. All right, and now I'll magically transform yep. into a much cooler person <laughs> in the form of Lucy O'Brien. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. 
Welcome back. We are joined now by Lucy O'Brien from IGN Australia. Hello. Hello. Uh, Lucy, you're over here in the States for like two weeks, right? I have been, yeah. yeah. So I got to check out uh, the new Jurassic World game. Which, evolution? Yeah, Evolution, yeah. Um, which I'm still under embargo. I can't talk about that. Okay. But, you can't um, talk about anything? Impressions are, well, I'll just say as a Jurassic Park fan, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like, I'm allowed to say that. That's totally okay. fine. Okay, cool. And where do you stand on World the Movie? I s- I'm lukewarm. Lukewarm, same. Yeah. But you same. love the original first one. I love sure. the original first one. I'm actually a sucker for the original trilogy. Trilogy. Like, okay. I, so you can uh, sell me on three at some point. I've I never can, seen it. I can sell you on three. Right. In three, Dr. Alan Grant has a dream. He has a nightmare where a dinosaur whispers his name. What? Yeah, on a, on a plane. Alan. And he's on an airplane. <laughs> Was, is it one of the puppet velociraptors? So they no, just it doesn't matter. matter. It, it looks like one of the puppets, yeah. which is yeah. somehow even worse. It's so bizarre. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. Uh, All right, I'm sold. Yeah, that game looks interesting. So, uh, <laughs> it's good to hear that you liked it. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Josh from Athens, Georgia did. And he says, I'm a longtime listener, but first-time writer. You guys have kept me listening because of your unique and thorough conversation on games based on vast information on the topic and how working in the industry has shaped your views. Aww. I'm curious, if there was someone who had never heard of video games, what five games would you choose to represent the entire medium? I'm calling that Justin will say the Binding of Isaac to represent the rise of roguelikes. Uh, so let's typical say, Justin. It's not a horrible choice. <laughs> if we were to meet an alien and we wanted to explain to an alien what a video game is, what, that's a really fascinating question. What five games would work best? I think Tetris absolutely Tetris has to be on there because it's the most simple way to get someone to understand what the point of video games are. Mm. Yeah, it kind of teaches you how to play it like it should, yeah. like any game should, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, you need something. But you need to have a knowledge of gravity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it's an alien, I'm going to assume that they're an advanced civilization. And but they maybe they haven't had gravity for a long time. <laughs> understand what gravity is. Like, why are all these blocks going in this direction? It's hard to get anything done if you didn't have gravity. That's like on the Voyager craft where they put like a, an arrow on it like the, to show like it had oh, yeah. moved out of Earth. And, and then uh, I think Carl Sagan was like, hey, you know, like other civilizations might not have come about hunting with arrows, so you can't use an arrow. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That is, you but think about I honestly think that the more simple, the better. Like uh, Pong, I'm with you on like Tetris. Pong, Pong is good too. Tetris, like just really basic mm-hmm. stuff that you got, you know, in the 80s on those little mm-hmm. machines that you'd buy at the mall. You I think Pong need, is good because it's two-player and it has to be. That's what I was going to say. You need something that represents competition. Uh-huh. Um, and I think you need something that represents like simulation and AI because that's mm-hmm. something interesting. That what would be an do. example? SimCity, maybe, or like yeah. something. I mean, that's again, like as an alien, going to understand SimCity, but I'm trying to think of something that represents. Uh, what about The Sims? Simulating a world or generating a world. Anything with like interesting procedural generation, maybe? Minecraft? Imagine if you were an alien and you thought that The Sims was representative of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be. It is. <laughs> It's a good way to learn about being human. The one time I played The Sims, my characters <laughs> yeah. just peed themselves the whole time. That was it. Like it's life, man. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Welcome right. to Earth. Uh, what about something like Mario Odyssey? I, and it's a very recent game, but, uh, you know, so many games you, you control a character in a, in a, in a yeah. 3D space. It demonstrates just the pure joy of moving that character around the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got clear goals and objectives. What about a game like Sonic the Hedgehog, which is perfect in every way? Yeah, yeah that's probably a good one to include. I would say too. Mario Odyssey does not have particularly clear goals and objectives. Mm-hmm. I think a game, a point A to point B game, similar to Mario Odyssey, might be a little bit like a Get Mario Galaxy, maybe, where you know there's nowhere, it's not just a space where you can run away from the direction you're intended to run. Mm. I think you could basically pick any five Mario games, you'd be fine. Because yeah. I, I like the understandability of the arcs of Mario's jumps in 2D. I think we all kind of learned to play games that were based on that. Uh, same with Tetris, right? Is that it's like you yeah. can understand it because it is it is about gravity. It is about space represented on a screen that you can kind of feel in your brain. You kind of understand how those parts are supposed to move. And Mario jumps in just the right way. You can kind of feel where he's going to be. And I think that's really important. What about a Zelda game to uh, represent that sense of adventure, exploration? I think like if they were going to play that after they played all the others first. Yeah. I think that would be a good one to end on, a Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of, like, that game is about 
or adventure games is kind of just about probing scenery and just like figuring out like yeah. what are you aliens supposed would to probably do? be interested in the probing the probing they would love they don't yeah. they don't even have hands though so how are they playing these games you don't know if they have hands or not they've always wait since when did aliens not have hands well they why would they like tentacles right yeah well, I thought the traditional sort of like little green dude yeah, had, had hands like fingers. little three fingers yeah. et <laughs> yeah. but unless they have thumbs I wouldn't let et trouble touch my here. games. <laughs> <laughs> you'd wrap the controller in like yeah. plastic yeah. he's probably filthy because <laughs> you think you'd be slimy the scientists got it they're like okay Elliot you're infected with something horrible yeah we're gonna put you in a big plastic tube and then they replace the guns in their hands with like walkie talkies oh that was terrible well speaking of guns do you think a first person shooter should be I was gonna say I think you need to have some kind of shooter just because it's such a huge portion of maybe the destroy all humans industry well, you, <laughs> but destroy I, all humans they'd probably be into that <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really know like what the best shooter would be yeah, I don't Half Life. Yeah, maybe you are, that's an whole that's an alien thing again. Well, yeah, yeah, they'll be like, I'm really insulted. Like we are not <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> what about Wolfenstein, the new ones? Yeah, I was thinking something more pure, like Devil Daggers or something like that. Classic Doom mechanics. Devil Classic. Daggers. Devil, Devil Daggers. Daggers. Devil Daggers. I don't know that one. It's like mm-hmm. an arcade, like super fast, like you're gonna die in three minutes game, mm-hmm. but it's like it has like Doom style graphics. The it came out a couple years ago, like really pixelated, just stuff flying at you. I think that I think classic Doom mm, again. Yeah. Like classic I keep Doom's going, good. like go simple because as soon as you start like introducing complex themes and messages and stuff like that, you're going to confuse them, and they might wage war. So I'm thinking, and it's not about it aliens; it's about demons. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll understand the Nazis are bad. Exactly. Yep. It's universal. It's a solid message. Solid. Uh, what about something like Street Fighter Two, or does Pong cover off on the the head to head just pure competition? Um, I don't know about fighting games. Yeah, fighting games are pretty. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think Pong yeah. does a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what about something like Tony Hawk uh, to represent that? You know, video games can uh, can can let you participate in everyday mundane activities in an exciting way, or even Tony like you do things really you would never one. do, nah. like play football. No, not something like that. Okay. Get one of those little dudes on Tony Hawk ride. Yeah. I'd like that. That would be funny. <laughs> That'd make a great video. I think there's an alien character in the Tony Hawk games too, right? Yeah. Can't you unlock an alien? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Tony Hawk's Underground, maybe. Uh, well, I want to put these, uh, let's get these on the book. We want to do Tetris for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pong? Yeah. And any Mario? What's, what, which Mario? Super Mario. Mario. It's the original yeah. Super Mario yeah. Brothers. Uh, Doom. And then something with like either the Sims, SimCity, Minecraft. I've been, I've been trying to noodle Minecraft if there's, a, if there's a better game that yeah. simulates a world and I can't come up with one. I think that's pretty Dwarf close to our top like. five games on our top 100 list last <laughs> yeah. time. Well, okay. It's kind yeah. of weird. Okay. That is really weird. There you go. Maybe that's because they had that effect on us, that they introduced us to games and we like that so yeah. much. Well, yeah. Something I mean, like it's that. it's more that they have like had such a huge effect on the industry okay. as a whole. Right? Yep. Yeah, we're missing Zelda. On humanity. That's in our top five and didn't make it into our alien top five. But <laughs> Alien top five. I want to do, uh, so I, I want to do, we would need to have some sponsor come in and sponsor this project. But if it, we had like a million dollar idea to do something really, really neat, I would want to actually send an editor to a desert island and they get to pick their game. <laughs> And then just see, like, they get to record vlogs and see, like, I picked a horrible game. I'm very, very sick of. Uh, That's a great idea. Of Rainbow I Six. volunteer as tribute. Choose Disgaea. Uh, I would choose Game Boy Tetris. Game Boy Tetris. Oh, really? Yeah. Gosh. It can be hard to see ding, out there ding, in the sun. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. You, can, you can change a, it. Like, There's three songs. An 8 bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, janky noise. <laughs> it has three songs, Lucy. Yeah, it does have the other one. <laughs> you go insane so fast. Do, 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 do. All right, this is Tim L. in Tampa, Florida. Says, hey, Scooper Troopers, I have been playing games almost my whole life. My first video game system was a Super Nintendo with Super Mario World. But anyway, I'm almost 30 years old and wondering if I'm coming to a point where I'm too old to be playing games still. Yep. My wife and my family find it odd that I still play. My question is, is there a point in time where you can be too old to play video games? Well, Tim, you got to leave her. You got to leave her. Uh, no. no, of course no. not. Tim, of I've course, got. Of course, there's yeah. no, no age. Where there you're is no old. age where you're too old to play video games. I stopped playing games six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the last game you played was Revenge, uh, Mark and the Ninja. I mean, he doesn't mention how old his kids are, but if when they get, uh, um, he says he's coming up on thirty, so his kids are probably pretty young, and so he might discover as they get older that things come back around, right? Like then it becomes a hobby. Yeah, that's more of a family thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, no, I, I think maybe people have that, there, there's that stigma because when video games were originally intended, uh, you know, they were marketed to kids. You know, the NES was aimed directly at children of the 80s. Yeah. But we're like, we're, you know, we've grown up with games our entire lives and they've become more sophisticated and uh, more interesting. And yeah, it's, it's not like a toy that you, it's not like a G.I. Joe figure that you just put away in the toy yeah. box one day. Well, ask yourself, like, what hobbies should adults do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are the, what are they? Are they sports. Kids play sports. Well, I got. But you can do that while Kids drink. Yeah. That's true. I got schooled recently because I saw like this forty-five-year-old dude on a skateboard um, in Sydney, where I live, and I was like, lame. And I like judged this dude, and I put it out on Facebook that there wasn't an age where you were too old to skateboard. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, you are a very judgmental person. And that was a horrible (laughs) thing to say. And I still skateboard. And I realized, did he look like he didn't belong in the skateboard because he he was going to fall? He was wearing like a fedora and like a Hawaiian shirt and like cargo shorts. It was like, it was a combination of a lot of things. That that sounds like a Tony Hawk character. Yeah. Like an unlockable character. Definitely like plucked straight from the early 2000s. But. You know, don't need to be ageist about it, right? That's true. That like you're never too old for this stuff, and um, I, you know, I'll still be playing when I'm in my late 80s mm. if I live that long. Yeah, that's what like nursing homes when we're all old and retired is just going to be like Command and Conquer and Halo land parties and just like pulling out. It's like the equivalent of them watching old black and white movies from the oh, 50s. You're going to be now. in a VR helmet. You're not coming out. Oh of that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, because it's going to be the stuff from when we were young. Yeah. That's what we're gonna. You're be. not even gonna want that when they put that VR helmet on your face. And you're like, live in this world. So now. all the yeah, all the true. youths Pretty are gonna be like, one. like, do you want to play Super Mario Brothers? Like, no, nah, <laughs> I don't think so. I put see on it. this VR helmet. I see it the other way. Uh, yeah. Short answer, Tim. No, never too old. Your wife knew what she was getting into when she married you. That's what you should tell her. <laughs> Get pinball you, machines. You knew what you were getting into. That always goes over well. <laughs> Uh, you don't need to say it that way. This is Jimmy C. in Naples, Florida. Find a nice way to say <laughs> You break it, you buy it. <laughs> yeah. Should kick the tires first. <laughs> so, so I was just playing Until Dawn, and I was wondering, since a lot of games have multiple endings, and we find ourselves playing through multiple times to see alternate endings, wouldn't it be cool if movies did multiple endings in theaters? Like the first week, they could show one ending. The second week, they can show another ending. Maybe during the movie, they could add or subtract slight scene changes so that the new ending makes more sense. I know I would find myself going to rewatch a movie to see the alternate ending. Then on the Blu-ray, they could have it so you could choose which ending you want to watch. Or maybe it's just random. What do you guys think? A lot uh, of horror, see, like, there was a movie, uh, Clue, the film Clue in 1985, had mo- three different endings. That's really cool. That's, yeah. I didn't know that. Based on the board game Clue, there were three different endings that were randomly distributed to theaters. I've and, seen parts of that movie, but I didn't know that there was three endings mm-hmm. to it. That's then, genuinely cool. Home, I did not know that. Yeah, the home video release had all three. Didn't endings. Johnny Mnemonic have like a release where you could choose something in it? Uh, I don't know. I thought there I was some kind the of theater choice tie-in with that movie. I don't know. I hate this idea. Yeah. <laughs> so every, it would make it, you know, it's, it's interesting as a one-off on one movie like Clue, but to have it very common, every movie wants to be a franchise now, and having different endings would completely ruin, break the canon. And, so, and generally, ending? there's a certain caliber of film that has an alternate ending. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's that sort of movie that it's like, I wasn't sure which one to go with, so yeah. I'm just going to include the second one on the Blu-ray. Yeah. And generally, those movies are not very good. Yeah. They're horror movies, almost always. Almost right? always really? horror movies. Mm. You know, which sits fine with me as a horror fan, but, mm. you know, they're generally yeah. not of a particularly high caliber. Yeah. So video games is a storytelling medium. You have yeah. player agency. You can choose to walk left or walk right or talk to this character or not talk to that character. And it's fun and interesting and something unique about the games medium is that then that can have ramifications down the line, either intended ones or unintended ones. Yeah. Um, movies, on the other hand, have, are, you know, they don't like you don't have any agency <laughs> as a viewer. So, I mean, I guess Jimmy's suggesting that maybe you should or could, but um, goodness gracious. Yeah, I don't know. Make it. It would make it difficult to talk about the movie, like which which endings you see. You know, it tends to be more of like, like focus grouping for movie endings. That's too. true. Sure. Yeah, that like Jonathan Blow talks a lot about how game makers, it's like a dialogue, like each puzzle that you're solving and each uh, decision that you make into making the game is, uh, uh, you know, you having a conversation with your player and you're like forming a relationship with them. Like, see, you know, look, like here's what I'm trying to tell you. Whereas. Um, uh, a movie is a lot more of like a, I guess a sermon, I guess like yeah. you sit back and then experience the vision that, uh, they have, you know, painstakingly crafted for you. Yeah, for sure. Interesting idea. What if Jimmy they just C. didn't tell you that, that that was happening? Yeah. 
and then and two then we, people and and you know half the audience it was like an A/B test where half the audience did see a different movie and just as a social experiment like different yeah. characters die I think in that Avengers would be Infinity, a really War. clever or like if Netflix was like doing Netflix like, is could do something like that if it if yeah. it you know chose half of the people to show one version to and half and then the discussion around it is really interesting mm. when people find out like wait what are you talking about yeah like one whole character is not in it the whole time or something. Yeah, Netflix could be. That would be a really good gimmick once. Good. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a one off because the word here is gimmick, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, this isn't a sustainable model. Yeah. yeah. You would have to do it with something like some piece of fiction where, uh, like, it's an unreliable narrator to begin with, like some sort of like Fight Club or something that or ends like in like the two different ways. Mm-hmm. Recent Cloverfield movie is about parallel realities. Yeah. yeah that's and, true. like, it'd be fun to, like, have like two different crews of people slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. If something. Uh, Maybe an, Cloverfield was that. What, something that, happened. What happened in the end? Nobody noticed. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> last Cloverfield movie, stank. Aww. And that brings us to video game twenty questions. I think this is the first time uh, Lucy's joining us for this. Have you, you know, you don't have. You I don't think have did you do twenty questions before? Uh, no, I. I think maybe I participated when we did it live. Live, right? Yeah. You you know how twenty questions works. Yeah. And this is just you're just trying to guess a video game. This week's suggestion comes from Charlie. Let the questioning begin. Okay. uh, Okay. It does. I don't think Lucy sounds ready yet. Okay. Are you ready? You have yes or no questions. Okay. Yes or no questions. questions. Just to Damon, and then we're gonna guess a game, and it's usually a game that Damon likes, so Lucy doesn't choose it. Well. (laughs) All right. All right. Does your Does your character wear a hat? (laughs) Okay. Uh, you. It's possible. It's possible to wear hats. Uh, do you get to choose your character? Yes. Ooh. Can I ask straight up questions about genres? Sure. Yeah, so you got Any yes, yes or no or question? No. Okay. Is it an RPG? No. So if you choose your character and it's not an RPG, it could be a fighting game, or it could be uh, one of these big open world games. So that's good. I feel like you're being like really sweet with me right now and explaining like you're like <laughs> no no this is how it goes <laughs> okay okay is there's, this uh, okay. no 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 buttering up the going pressure on at all. The, there's pressure okay. we con- we converse around the game to try to get our minds wrapped around it all right all right is this a do most people play this game is it a multiplayer centric game yes is it a fighting game no <sighs> so you pick your character so it's shooters not an RPG. shooters then. shooter League of Lead MOBA okay oh yeah that's a good point too yeah is it um is it made by Blizzard? No. Is it a? Is it is it a shooter? No. Did this come out in the most recent round of consoles, including Switch, Xbox One, and PS4? No. It's older than that. Is this considered a classic? No. Oh boy, that's a good question. That is a good question. That is a really good one. You should add that one to your repertoire. <laughs> But I feel like any fuzziness is just an opportunity for me to throw my hands in the air. <laughs> I, like, I, I can d- consider Toe Jam and Earl a classic. Well, everyone considers Toe Jam and Earl a classic. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That, that actually really derails me because I was absolutely on, like, you know, the MOBA train or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, is this game either exclusive to the PC or generally considered a PC game? No. Mm. That's 10. Oh, we're bound. Yeah. So if but it wait. gets to ten and we're this boned, we just give up. <laughs> okay, great. So it's wait, but cool, it's, wait, I wait, wait. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the next no, question is going to be. It's we'll, not we'll a shooter see. and it's not a fighting game, but it's multiplayer centric where you can select your character, but not on PC. What other multiplayer console Mario Kart. game? Yeah, is it Mario Kart? No, wait, wait, wait. We're not literally <laughs> giving up. Oh, we're just figured. Like okay. we're still. Well, yeah, yeah. You can only ask if it's a game once. Okay. And ask. I, I rewind my question. Of course. Is it a racing game? No. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we establish if it was a shooter or not? Yeah, we asked shooter, and it's not. not we, a shooter. We it's not a racing game. And not a fighting game, but it's a multiplayer console game. But your character has a dang hat if you wanted to? Yeah. Whatever. Lost Vikings? <laughs> um, not a Blizzard game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we had yeah. eliminated Lost Vikings. So it could be a uh, just like a big open world action game type thing. But it's not a shooter, I mean... Yeah, is it is it made by From Software? No. Ooh, oh, I was so sure. All right, all right. Did this game come out before January 1st, 1990? No, no, no. Start with 2000. 2000. Before January 1st, 2000? Yeah. No. <laughs> but wait, but it's not for the current generation of consoles. Yeah. So that's so something in that. That leaves us with like GameCube, Wii era, like PS2, PS3. Or era. PS3 era. Yeah. 
So is this a PS3 era game? Last generation. PS3, Xbox 360. Wii. Wii or Wii U. <laughs> Decide. Uh, you tell me. Which one do you want to ask about? Well, I think it, I think we probably just got a freebie there from Damon, which makes up for some of the shenanigans from the last. No few shenanigans. Weeks. I think it's, I think it's probably a Nintendo game. What, did this game come out on a Nintendo platform? Yes. Well, five questions. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it could be Mario Party. Mm-hmm. All right. Did this game come out? Is this game? Uh, is this game on the Wii? No. That's fifteen. Is it? Is it? Should we ask about handheld? Yeah. Okay. Is it on a handheld? No. So sounds like Wii or GameCube. All right, we got this. <laughs> we can, you can technically count Wii U. It, you, I mean, you could play it handheld. And is, it could is, be on a million. Is this yeah. game? Is this game developed by Nintendo? Yes. Thank you. But we asked about a fighting game, and he doesn't think Smash Brothers is a fighting game. No, it's me that I, I argue sometimes oh, okay. that Smash isn't a fighting game. All right. Uh, it's made by Nintendo. We'll get this one. So it could be Mario Party. That fits our genre so far. It's not Mario Kart. But Mario Party, the thing about Mario Party is that it came out for 64 first, and to give us Mario Party 8 would be really weird. That would be mean. Well, should we just ask whether Wario like, the characters no. are, are the Mario, is the Mario universe? Yeah, we've like, asked, that's a good question. Is it, is it in the Mario universe? Yes. Wow, we might get this one. We have one question, and then we have to guess. We said Wii U. Did we confirm Wii U? No, it could we be just GameCube said, We, just, we confirmed Wii made by Nintendo. Developed and by Nintendo. not on the Wii. Not on the Wii. Yeah, you're right. It would be mean to Nintendo do Mario Land? Kart. It could be Nintendo Land. It's mean to do Mario Kart 8, but that Damon may have done it to us. So I'm trying to think of the smartest way. So Lucy, Does it have mini work- games is the, the two thing for Nintendo Land? How, how this works is the last question has to be the game. Yeah. Is it this game? So we only have one more question to narrow it down. What else fits? Nintendo Land, a later Mario Kart. Mario Power Tennis. Yeah, it, Mario could be a, oh, it could be a sports game. Mm-hmm. Mario Strikers. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's so a lot. So we can there eliminate was... Mario sports games with one question. But how can we eliminate that and Mario Party? And we can't. I think. I think it's probably Nintendo Land. <laughs> should we just ask if it's on the Wii U? I think we should ask if it's a sports game because that knocks out a lot of stuff. But if we ask if it's on the Wii U, it'll definitely confirm. And well, there's some sports games on the Wii U. Yeah, but he, nobody cares about those. Okay. <laughs> sure. And the, honestly, on the GameCube, nobody does either. So I don't think it's. A I think it's a game. Wii U game because he made us pick between Wii or Wii U earlier. Yeah. Okay. So we want to ask if it's a sports game. Yeah. And then go with Nintendo Land after that. Yeah. Is it a sports game? No. Oh. Is it Nintendo Land? Yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Land. Well done. 2012 uh, launch title for Wii U. Woo! We well started in yep. MOBA. <laughs> Yeah, we got and that. Then, yeah. like, we snaked yeah. back to I, Nintendo. Games. I haven't thought about Nintendo Land for many, many years. Nobody has. Remember, it was like <laughs> the, the focus of their last real press conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, or, or, or their booth. Yeah. <laughs> their booth was Nintendo Land. Yeah, I yeah, own yeah. Nintendo Land. I have never played it. There you go. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people are probably in that same boat. Yeah. I only played the Donkey Kong game outside of events. I'm so glad you guys got there. I was worried. I was worried there for a second. We did it. Yeah, you did it. In the Mario universe is something we've used once before yep. to our great advantage, and that's a really good question. Yeah, that's a good question, and is it considered a classic is also a good question. Would you say Kart is in the Mario universe? Yes. Yeah. Well, all the Mario characters are in it. Yeah. yeah. You tell me, Damon, yes or no. But also, <laughs> I would a, probably say yes. There's the a moment. picture of Mario and Luigi in Ocarina of Time, so... Yeah, that's where it's in the Hyrule Castle. Oh, you, you can look. This? No, you I can look through it. the little cracks and yeah. see inside there. And and Bowser in a bomb, bomb bomb. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never, I did not know that. That's yeah, you can peek. You have to. It's not actually that tricky, but if you manipulate the camera in a little bit of a weird way, it's an Easter egg. Inside Hyrule Castle is portraits. When of When you meet Mario Zelda characters. as a child outside, yep, in the, she's in the courtyard. In. Huh? I didn't know. Yeah. So what generation? Where does Wii U fall? Like it's, There's a, it's like, it just fell through the cracks. Yeah, it did fall through you the know, cracks. You know, it doesn't it really sit anywhere. Through the yep. cracks. There's, a, there's an argument about on Wikipedia um, about the semantics of console <clears> generations <throat> and which how to categorize new consoles when they come out, what generation they should be numbered as, like first gen, second gen, third gen. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Wait, but, no, but the Wii U did launch alongside the PS4, Xbox One. No, it launched in 2012 before. How long before? 2013 was PS4. 
I would say it's part of that. I thought they just led that console generation. So Nintendo has two consoles. So that's generation? what I mean. No, but, they're ahead but, of this next generation. But that's what I mean. It gets weirder now because now the Switch is years ahead of when the next gen starts because they killed the Wii U so early. Yeah. So it's but like it's Nintendo. Like, it's more like a point five though. Yeah, Nintendo, it is. It's a but it's a new. But does it start a new generation? That's that's the that's the question. It's just weird that it came out alongside two other point five systems. Yeah. Well, it's a tough one. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you happy to have won? So happy. <laughs> So very happy. You're I wouldn't want you guys to have lost because, uh, like, no, you know, no. I'm here. No, 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 no. That's never happened. We always lose. Yeah. <laughs> so we very no, rarely win. Whoever That's is here. Sure. No, but I mean. You like, win more often than you lose. Yeah? Is that the stats these I days? Think so. I think so. So real quick before we leave, we let's share one. what we've been playing. Lucy, I know you've been traveling, but have you been, have you been playing anything recently? Uh, no. I mean, I, I'm like a little bit behind because I have been traveling and all this stuff. I did finally get to play Celeste, which mm, I really great. loved. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, it is brutally difficult, but it's not like uh, ridiculously punishing, which is what I like. Mm, you yeah. know, it's very, very hard, but I don't feel like it's unfair. Yeah, sure. Mm. So I've been loving that. Very cool. Awesome. Sam, still playing Wolfenstein 2? Yeah. Yeah, it's all longer than I thought. I took on those <laughs> assassination yeah. missions, and then I was like, oh, okay, there's a lot more game here. Yeah. But now I'm in a very different place than where I started, and it's really cool. <laughs> yes. So it's good. really, it's really so good how it does We were that. just talking about this. There's some really good stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it's really fun. Very uh, fun. Very surprising. Wise. I put it on easy. I was I'm not say, ashamed to admit it. I was it. just going to say play it on easy. I just did that because uh, – well, I didn't just. I did it about halfway through the game because I – otherwise you play it kind of like a Bethesda game where you use save states, mm. like, all the time, and – I don't always want to play a game where I'm saving every, every the, five The seconds. game's taking you on a journey, and you just want to slay some Nazis, and there's no reason, like, you know, normal and hard are there, you know, if you're that kind of gamer, but just, I, I don't know, I don't think that's the way to play that game. Mm-hmm. Justin's still watching Steven Universe? Watching a lot of Steven Universe. Uh, no, I'm still playing through uh, Pillars of Eternity, and on yeah. the weekends, as a special treat, I am playing uh, Mario Odyssey with my three-year-old. She's turning like, four soon. Uh, it's her very first video game. What's besides some besides some like Lego games on phones and sure. stuff when we So what in. is she able to do? So she's so horrible at it. Just <laughs> really, really awful. Just can't I'm really glad that you said that because I was waiting yeah. for the whole she's just like amazing. She no. just picked it up and can't, I'm, uh, can't do anything right. in it at all. Um <laughs> we we turned on assist mode and she still somehow manages to do What is assist mode? It's so it's really off the edge assist mode is crazy. It it's the coolest thing. I you know, I don't know, you know, I don't pl- turn play these modes in the games that I play. So it has a blue arrow that tells you where to go all the time, which is, you know, nice for little ones. It just hey, go here. For a moon? Yeah, like it just, it always tells you just follow the blue arrows and it's going to lead you down the critical path. That's a lot of, of programming. Getting whatever you need. Yeah, and uh, Mario has double the health. And if you stand still for a second, he heals up, you know, heals back up to full health. So I have to teach her. I'm like, you know, don't move Mario for a minute, let him heal up. And uh, we, we rigged up this sort of like ad hoc. So the problem was she couldn't move Mario. I'd be like, okay, I'm, cause she's never used a joystick before. I'm like, you know, you move the joystick to the left and Mario moves to the left. She's like, I want to go over there. And I'm like, okay, move the joystick that direction. And she just runs him straight off a cliff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, since you were holding up, you know, he ran off the cliff. So hold the joystick this way. And she just runs him off the cliff again. <laughs> and that happened like five times in a row. And then like, she's getting frustrated. And I like, I'm a very patient dad, believe it or not. And I'm like trying to, but eventually I'm like, we rigged up this sort of like ad hoc uh, uh, linked together system where now I move Mario, but then she has the other joystick. Mm-hmm. So I move Mario, and then she controls the jumps and then shakes it to throw his hat. So I have to tell her, I'm like, okay, you know, throw the hat, throw the hat. We're going to take over this enemy. It's pretty It's cute. very fun, and she asks to play Mario a lot. It's great. Very cute. And I was, uh, I had my wife take a picture of us because it's the very first time we've, like, ever played a video game together. Mm. And for me, it was, like, a big moment, but mom didn't really, like, <laughs> mom didn't yeah. understand, like, why that would be important to me at all. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not too surprising, I don't think. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 5 because I'm reviewing that for IGN. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah what's the score? Uh, I'm not going to share the score right now. When this can moment. you tell us? <laughs> how deep How deep are you in? Uh, several hours. Right. Uh, yeah. I can't talk about it too much yet, but uh, I'll be playing that all this week, and then my review should be up Monday morning, next Monday morning, the 26th, I believe. Nice. Please be excited for that. <laughs> That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Lucy. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.